0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is a prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. At the door. Father, we thank you for gathering us together to yourself. We ask that you reign in heaven and breathe upon us. Change our lives, O oh God. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give to you. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. We, we started a series five weeks ago and we explained the fact that the deepest battle and every Christian will have to wrestle with The deepest question every Christian will have to answer is me or Jesus. Is it going to be my way or is it going to be his ways? Is it going to be my ideas or is it going to be his ideas? And, And we said that me or Jesus is enumerated in the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments is an amplification of just me. Or Jesus! And we explained that the Ten Commandments is actually a love letter, if you will, between God and us, between divinity and humanity. It's a, it's a love exchange. And we looked at part one, that was an introduction, we looked at the first struggle, which is our struggle with God. You will have no other God but me. And we looked at it as a second struggle, which was our struggle and our battle with worship. And our third struggle is our battle with religion. Last week, we also looked at our fourth struggle, which is our battle with time. But today, we are going to begin to move into the aspects that has to do with people. You know, the Ten Commandments is broken down to love God I love people. The first four is about loving God, as it were. The the next six is about loving people. And today, the part five, which is about loving people, is the fifth commandment. And it says in Exodus 20, but this time I'm going to read from verse 12. It says, honor your father and mother, then you will live long." live a long full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you honor your father and your mother another translation says so that it will be well with you and you will be you will be prosperous in the land that God has given you honor your father and your mother you see it's easy for us to love our friends it's very easy why because we choose our friends Our friends are our friends because we chose them. When we don't like our friends anymore, what do we do? We just change them. You know, we just change them. We find new friends that have new ideologies and are going in the same direction that we are going. So it's easy to love our friend. It's easy to love your friend because you choose them. But God doesn't give us the luxury of choosing our parents. None of us here chose our parents. I chose my parents. Let me see your hands up. I chose uh, a little boy. uh, I'm sure he actually chose his parents. (laughs) You know, we don't have that luxury. And the first four commandments is is God teaching us how to love him with our souls, with our hearts, with our minds, with our strength. The second commandment, which is the next six, is how to love people as we love ourselves. And love for people begins with showing love to the people that raised us, our parents. God is starting our love for people with love for our fathers and our mothers. Interesting. You know, I know this can raise a lot of emotions in our hearts. You know, sometimes not pleasant emotions. Because maybe our experiences with our parents have not been palatable. Maybe our parents have been dishonorable. Maybe we've had periods of of shame and pain that we would rather sweep under the carpet. Now you have come to church and God is saying, honor your father and mother. I mean, you are going to chuckle. Praise the name of the Lord. Our parents are our first authority figures in our lives and your experience with them Largely shapes your experience with God. Except you break out of it. It, it. it forms a filter with which you see God. Our parents shape our experience, our first experiences with authority and with God. So your first experience with a person with authority will shape your reaction to other authorities. So love your father and your mother is actually are battle with authority. Sometimes some people, some people are just rebellious. It's simple. They've had authority issues. Sometimes some people can't trust any form of authority. Why? Their fathers have abused them. Their mothers have abused them. So when they see any authority figure, they're suspicious. They're suspicious of church. They're suspicious of government. They're suspicious of their teachers. They're suspicious of their bosses. They're suspicious of everybody. The problem is dysfunctional fatherhood Or dysfunctional parenting. I pray that today that God will heal you totally in the name of Jesus. Because respect for authority is land in the home. Respect for authority is land in the home. When respect for authority breaks down in the home, it breaks down in the schools. It breaks down in the community. It breaks down in the nation. A classic example is is, the Is the United Kingdom and a lot of Western countries, you know, where they take authority away from parents. Parents don't have authority to discipline their children. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about discipline. Parents don't have authority to discipline their children. So, the children, when you, a father disciplines his son, the son calls 911. And the Popo comes and takes the father. and, And questions him or, worst case, take the child to social services. And and that's a big, big, big problem because you have a situation where it is the children that are training the parents. So, if a child gets upset, he threatens his father, I'm going to call 911 and the father behaves. So, which training will? (laughs) Now, over the years, when 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 they've dismantled the authority in the home, what happened a few years ago in the United Kingdom where the, the youth hit the streets, they were looting and destroying things and they were out of control. And finally, the Prime Minister of, of the United Kingdom came to his senses and said in public, on public television that we have actually gotten this parenting wrong, that we should actually allow parents to have authority over their children. And, and, and he, he says, he actually even offered, he says, Prime Minister offers families vouchers for parenting lessons. Let us begin to learn how to parent, how to train our children. I said, yeah, that is not very hard. Send them to Ibadan. Ogbomso, send them to some parts of Lagos. God is saying, honor your father and your mother so that it will be well with you, with them. Honor them for their own sake so that it will be well with you. You are not doing your parents a favor by honoring them you are doing yourself a favor. In fact, when you dishonor your parents, you are doing yourself a disservice. Why? Because God says, so that you will live long in the land I'm giving you. I mean, I know some, I mean, like I've said several times, you know, folks are quick to dismiss the scriptures and saying, oh, that is the Old Testament. We are under grace so we can treat our parents shabbily. We are the New Testament Christians. Sorry, you. Ephesians chapter 6. The last time I checked, Ephesians was in the New Testament. Verse 2. It says, honor your father and... This is the first commandment with a promise. What is the promise? If you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you. And you will have a long life. On Is that the New Testament? So, if things are not going well with you, the first thing you should do is not to go for deliverance. If things are not going well, the first thing to check is, am I honoring my father and mother? Am I honoring my biological parents? If things are not going well for you spiritually, you cannot thrive spiritually. Check your spiritual fatherhood. Am I honoring? That's how it is. So that it will be well with you. But unfortunately, we have a generation of people that would rather have a bath in anointing oil than obey scripture. We have a generation of people that would rather jump from one deliverance house to another Than just obey scriptures. Honor. Everyone say honor. Your father and your mother. So that it will be what? If your parents brought you pain and shame. You probably are defensive already. And subconsciously. You think that God is here to hurt you. don't trust the word of God. You think the word of God is to confine you because all you know about parents, what your parents did was to confine you, was to take joy from your life, was to take freedom from you. So we see God as, as someone that wants to confine us and take freedom from us and that is wrong. That is wrong. God is saying to you, I am better than your parents. God is better than your father. God is better than your mom. God is good in himself. And the goodness of God cannot be improved upon. God is good and there's no better. That's what it means. God raises his hand to bless you. You dodge as though he wants to strike you. Why? Because when an authority raises his hand at you, all you know is that they are going to strike you. But God is saying, no, I want to hug you. and you're dodging. Praise the name of the Lord. Even when you have a good relationship with your father or your mother, you see, the truth is that God is still better than your father. And God is still better than your mother. I mean, I'll give myself as as an example. I mean, growing up, we had six children, five boys, one girl. And, you know, I, I say to folks that have, I mean, children that don't show favoritism. You know, it's almost... Impossible for you not to tilt to one child. One child will find a place in your heart, you know, that is special. That is how human beings are, you know. We, we are prone to have favorites, but don't show favoritism. Is that okay? Try to be impartial. You know, anyway, in, in our own case, that was not the case. I mean, in, out of six of us, my dad had a favorite child. He had a favorite child. And guess who that child is? Yes, truly. I I don't know why, honestly. I mean, I wasn't the first. I wasn't the last. I wasn't the only boy. I wasn't the only girl. I wasn't even a girl. So, but for some reason, you know, I was his favorite son. And, you know, I I, I had a good relationship with my father. He taught me how to think, how to read, how to analyze stories, how to, you know, taught me so many things. So, when I came to God... I didn't struggle with, with seeing God as my father. I didn't, in fact, I embraced it with my two hands and my two legs, you know, <laughs> seeing God as my father because of my experience with my, with my father. But you see, what am I saying? What I'm saying is this, as good as my relationship with my earthly father was, I have come to discover that God is better than my father. God is even far, it's incomparable. And I'm not te- saying this because, oh, I, it's, it's the right thing to say. From experience, God is far, far more gracious. God is far, far, God is gooder than you think. I'm just trying to put it in a way that, <laughs> <laughs> praise the name of the Lord. This is the goodest God. Praise the name of the Lord. So the fifth commandment would have been easy if God said, honor your father and mother as long as they are honorable. It would have been easy if he said, honor your father and your mother as long as they are correct, whenever they are right, or whenever you agree with them. Honor your father and mother whenever they comply. God didn't say that. So, God doesn't give us this luxury of choosing whom to honor as far as our parents is concerned. So, the question now is how can a Christian honor a dishonorable teacher? How can a worker honor a dishonorable boss? How can a Christian in church honor a dishonorable head of department? How can a son honor a dishonorable father? Or how can a son honor a dishonorable mother? How can a citizen honor a dishonorable president? What is my responsibility when a person in authority is dishonorable? What is my responsibility? How do I handle that, pastor? And the answer to that is in understanding the word honor. When God says honor your father and mother, what exactly is God saying when God says honor? Honor, in the fifth commandment, literally means, that word honor means. I will save you of what it, it is in the original. But what it means is to give weight to. Honor means to give weight to or to regard as heavy. So God is saying, give weight to your father and your mother. God is saying, regard your father and your mother as what? Heavy. You know, in, in the western part of, the, of, the, of this country, when they say somebody is heavy in my hands, what does that mean? That's exactly what God says, is saying. When it comes to your father and your mother, let them be heavy in your hands. And some will argue, Pastor, you don't understand what my dad did. Let me explain to you. I mean, I, I preached like this some years ago and, and a young man said to me, let, let me explain to you what my father did. And he went on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, and I said, look, I feel you. I'm not saying he it, 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 it it did that or he didn't do it. I'm saying that for your own sake, God is saying to you, honor him. Not for his own sake, for your own sake. My parents don't deserve it. I know. I know. And it's because we don't understand the word honor. We confuse honor with respect. Respect. Has to be deserving. Honor doesn't have to be. Respect is earned. Honor is given. You earn respect. But honor is given. Honor, you give honor, is given. Respect is earned. And God is saying, Honor. But we are struggling, we are saying, they are not worthy of respect. But God is saying, it is not respect, it is what? It is honor. God is saying, give weight to them. Give weight to them. In other words, if you have a a skill, you know, this um, league skills that if... The weight on this side is bigger than the weight on this side. It goes like this. You know, you know that scale system? And if this, this, the weights are the same, it goes like this. What is on this side is respect and it's heavy. And maybe here, your parents don't, I mean, they are light, you know. So, the scale is like this. And in the real sense, the scale is actually lopsided like this. But God is saying, you put weight, give weight to your parents, so that the weight becomes like you give weight to your parents. That's what God is saying. You give honor. Respect, on the other hand, is earned. You go to get a degree, you need to earn it. You need to go to a university, true or false, and study. Go for the lectures, study, write the exams, study the exams, but then they give you the certificate, is the, it's the is the vice chancellor doing you a favor? He's giving you the certificate. But we have people today that have PhDs that are honorary. Did they work for it? Do they deserve it? They were just what? They were given. Honor is given. Honor is given. Respect is impartial. Respect is impartial. But honor is subjective. Respect is impartial. Respect, you don't, you don't need to like my face. Respect is impartial. But honor is given. So God says to you, regard them as heavy. Even though they may not be heavy. God says you regard them as heavy. Even though when they stand on the scale, let's say the scale of respect Starts at 70. And when your parents stand on the scale, they weigh 20. God says, when you look at the scale, see 70. You regard them as. You regard them as. The wife says to the husband, Oh, I look so fat. She's dressing up. She says, Oh, I look so fat. You know what the foolish husband would say? I, I told you. You're eating the puff puff. puff, puff. <laughs> look at you now, you're looking like puff puff. That's what a foolish husband would say. But a wise husband, when his wife says, "Oh, I'm looking fat," he says, "Where is the fat? I come here. I can't see any fat. All I see is a beautiful." <laughs> that, you, you, that is what it is to regard us. You choose to see beauty. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh. <laughs> you know, you 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 can He said, but Pastor, how will she change? Look, this thing. this thing. She already knows she's fat. She already knows. You don't need to put it in. In fact, when you say she's not fat, she will want to work harder not to be fat. Do I get an amen? The truth is this, you can respect someone you don't love. But you see, you really cannot honor somebody you don't love. So we are back to love. You can respect somebody you don't love, but you really cannot honor somebody you don't love. I know people, I kid you not, that don't like me. And some of them have said to me, but... I respect you. But I, I, one of them, like this, I, did, I do like this. I salute I salute you. I don't care. You don't need to like me. But by the time you see what God is doing and what God has done in my life, even if you don't like me, you say, hey, 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 hey I respect him. Sha. You these are like this. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that your life will be so awesome that even people that don't like you, we have no choice but respect you. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. A woman came to Oral Roberts, it Oral Roberts. I said to her to him, Oral, I don't like you. I don't like you. But but I'm giving you a check of a 1 million dollars. I don't like you. I don't like your ministry. I don't I said bring the check. You don't need to like me. Go. <laughs> I mean, do you do, do you need to like me to to cash a check? If you don't like me, just bring the check. <laughs> you know, she said, "God compelled me to write this check. Don't think I'm writing it because I like you." Thank you. Please put the date Honor your father and mother. Give weight to their person. Regard what they say as heavy. That's what it means. So, and, and that looks different. You see, in, diff, in the different phases of life, what honor your father and your mother means to a child is different from what honor your father and your mother means to an adolescent person. And it's different from what honor your father and your mother means to an adult. Different. So what does honor your father and mother means to a child? Honor your father and your mother to children simply means do what they ask of you. That's what it means. For a child, honor your father and mother simply means do what they ask of you. You But unfortunately, that is where a lot of people stay. That's where they live. That's where they die. They become 50 and they're still in that child frame. And they never grow. So you have a 40-something-year-old man saying, I mean, honestly, as a pastor, I've had to deal, help people through all that stuff. Saying to me, Pastor, we need to buy this house. My wife likes the house, you know, and I really like the house. I said, so what's the problem? He says, but mom, mom, my mom doesn't like the house. Ah. I did I hear well? You like the house, your wife likes the house, but your mom does not approve of the house, so you are conflicted. You are not a child. Or rather, maybe you are still a child. For children, it is to do what they ask. But you need to grow out of that. You need to grow out of that. You cannot be 40 and still be asking. And, and I said to him, that I explained, I broke down this to him. And he said to me, but are you, are you trying to tell me to disobey my mom? But the Bible says I should honour my father and mother. I said then I broke down and I say, Okay, I didn't see it like that. And a lot of people have been manipulated, destiny is truncated because folks will not do what they ought to do because of fear of a father of a fear of a mother. A mom called me some years ago, and she said to me, Pastor, my son is, is dishonoring me. You know, I need to set him straight. And I, and I like this boy particularly because he's a spiritual young boy. And, you know, and the mom was like, this boy is dishonoring me. I said, what did he do? This boy is dishonoring me. I said, what did he do? Uh, he's dishonoring me. What did he do? He says, someone called me. And I don't want to speak to the person. And I told him to tell them that mommy is not home. And he refused. And he gave me the phone and said, mommy, I cannot lie. And I say, in my own house. So the pastor set him straight. I said to her, I'm actually proud of this boy. You know, because the truth is, which is I said to her, is it better for your son to obey you and Dishonor God. I said, oh, I didn't look at it like that. He said, "You, you, you answer for yourself. Are you more important than God? So your son should dishonor God and honor you. No. You should be proud of that boy. Praise the name of the Lord. So for children, honoring your father and your mother simply means do what they ask. For young adults, you're not a child, you're a teenager, maybe your early 20s, you're still under your parents' um, home and all that authority. Beyond doing what they ask, honoring your father and mother means helping in the house, contributing to the family life. Don't just sleep and eat free food and do nothing. Honoring will mean do something. So that's what it means for the adolescent. And it's a joke I came across some days ago. Interestingly, when I read the joke, I was like, how apt. A boy asked the mom, and the boy said to the mom, at what age will I be able to leave the house and I will not report to you again. I will be free from all this, your control. And the mom answered, even your father has not reached that age. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> and you want the age that you'll be free. Even your father has reached the age. Sit down, boy, and take instructions from your mama. <laughs> but as an adult, as an adult, you see to understand what honor your father and mother means. The foundation. Of that is simply this, you are no longer under the obligation of obedience. That's your, that's your first, the first thing you need to embrace and accept as an, as an adult is that you are no longer under the obligation of obedience. Or maybe I should rephrase. If you're 40-something year old, man, and you're still in your father's house or your mother's house, you're eating free food, you're uh, breathing free AC, then you should do what they say. Yeah, yeah, you have to do what they say because you are still a child. You are not a man yet. "But, but, but, but I'm 48. You are still a child. When you become a man, you will leave your father and your mother and you will set up your own family. But in the meantime, obey them. Do I get an amen? You have to. So, when you become an adult, honor your father and mother means you are no longer under the obligation of obedience. You are no longer under the obligation of obedience. So, what should you do to honor them? Simple. Regard what they say as heavy. And give weight to their person. Regard what they say as heavy. Simply means that when your father gives you a, 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 an advice, when he says something, think about it. Don't just throw it away. Think about it. Weight. Th- regard what they say as heavy. Give weight to their person. Give weight to their person. Means you means you, you call them. You, 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 you visit them. You invite them over. You send money to them. I, mentioned, I forgot to mention that in the first few services. You send what? You send money to them. You buy them cars. You build houses for your parents. You honor them. You honor them. Listen. I kid you not, and I'm, and I'm saying this as your pastor. Believe me, if you are here and you're a man or a woman and you don't send money to your parents, something is wrong with that. Something is wrong with it. Everybody's quiet. Now, something is even more wrong if you are still collecting money from them. Something is hugely wrong. Your mother or your father may be richer than you, but you see, your 1,000 Naira that you take, and you say, mommy, take, is better. She will feel more fulfilled, buying Kuli Kuli with it, whatever she wants, than the 10 million Naira in her account. Do you understand? She will feel honored than my son. My, give me, you, if you don't do that, you are not honoring your father and your mother. I know you are saying, oh, pastor, when I make it big, I'm going to take care of them. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Start when? Start now. Start now. So that it will be well with you. You see, the reason a lot of people keep keep struggling and struggling and struggling, it's very simple. You dishonor your father. You dishonor your mother. God says it will not be well. If you earn any kind of money, you have to send it home. My preaching. <laughs> because the folks are looking at me, <laughs> you, know, you have to so that their soul can bless you. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, your parents are not always right, they are not always right. But they know you and they have seen life more than you. So when they tell you something, don't throw it away. Just let it be heavy in your hands. But you are not obliged to obey it. But let it be heavy in your hands. Don't follow your parents' advice with slavish obedience. Nor brush it aside as of little value. That's what I'm saying. Think deeply about what they say. Why you think deeply about what they say? Don't ever forget, don't ever forget that God is going to hold you responsible for your decisions. God is not going to hold your dad responsible for your decision, for your life. No, He's going to hold you responsible. He's going to hold you responsible. Not your dad, not your mom. He's going to hold you responsible. A classic example, story of Jesus in Mark chapter 3, from verse 20 to 21. Then from verse 31 to 34, Mark 3, from verse 20, he says, One time Jesus entered a house and the crowd began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind. They said, I mean, I mean, if to really understand this story, the, the background is this. You know, I was saying. Uh, researching it and doing, um, reading a lot of commentaries. What I discovered was this. At the time, Israel was being occupied by Roman empires, Roman army, by the Roman empire. And to gather a crowd is actually dangerous because the, they will see you as a threat. They will think you want to stand a revolution. So the the the, the, the mom of Jesus was like, this boy is, is losing it. You know what is he doing? Verse 31. Then Jesus's mother and brothers came to see him. You know how when your mom has beef with you, and she she gathers your brothers, and all of them they come in and they enter right, you know, they did it to Jesus. <laughs> you know, and they stood outside and sent word because they, there was no space, they couldn't come in. They sent word to him. To come out and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus. And someone said, your mother and your brothers are asking for you. Jesus replied, who is my mother? And who, is my, who are my brothers? And, and he looked around and said, this. I mean, what Jesus was saying. And the classic example is this. I am not obligated. To doing what she says. And many times we think we can stand before God and give an excuse. I was speaking to someone that God has actually called her to do some great things for, for God. And I was saying to her that, do you think you're going to stand before God and say that because of this person you didn't do it. You can't. You can't stand before God and say oh because my dad did not agree with my business plan so I did not start the business. Guess what? It is not tenable before heaven. It's not tenable. My father did not agree with, with the business plan, so we couldn't go on. It's not tenable. Your destiny, listen, you are going to be great in Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen. amen. And because you are going to be great, you're going to be far greater than your father. Amen. Far greater than your father. And you know what that means? The level of thoughts that we deliver that greatness will be outside the scope of your father. So many times, your father will not understand your level of thought. But a wise father, a wise father would allow you. But sometimes, an ignorant father, not because he's wicked, but because he's just ignorant, we want to confine you. You owe it to yourself. And to your children yet unborn, to disregard that instruction and go ahead and fulfill destiny, that same father will call you years from now and tell you, "I'm proud of you." The same man, you are really my son, but well, guess what? You will never be that sitting under his table asking for bread. You have to realize that when you become an adult, your decisions are your decisions. You will be held accountable. So moving on, honoring your father and your mother in later years of their lives would mean giving weight to their needs, giving weight to their needs. John 19:26 and 20. Twenty-seven. Jesus was on the cross the most important moment of his life paying the price on earth and he still said son behold your mother mother behold your son that means Jesus even when he was going he still took care of the future need of his mother He, he was concerned of how his mother would fare so we have to Be concerned. Make it a point of duty. Why, excuse me, why should your mother pay a medical bill ever again in her life? Why should she? Why should she, when you are alive? Why should your father ever pay a medical bill while you are alive? Why should that be possible? Praise the name of the Lord. And this thing I'm telling you, you'll find out that, you see, I'm not saying you should do it for selfish reasons. But you see, when you begin to do it, your your way will prosper. Your way will just open up. That's how it is. And many of us are going to become parents. A lot of us are parents already. Many of us are going to become parents. So you need to be equipped. How do I become a honorable parent? How should I not be a parent that my children will just say, let's just honor her? Bear, bear. How, how can I be a parent that is worthy of, of respect? I'm going to share a few thoughts with you. The first thing is this you need to know is that you need to see yourself the way God has placed you. And that is. Becoming a father or mother means you are representing God in the life of your child. I know that may sound like blasphemy, but that's the truth. You are representing God in the life of those children. That should be sobering. That should, be, that should make you, you want to pee in your pants because it's big. Look at your children. I'm actually representing God. How these children will see God is, is how I, I, will, I have related with them. That's how they will see God. Whether they're going to embrace God. Whether they're going to struggle with God. Why do you think some pastor's children never want to get saved? Why do you think they don't want to have anything to do with the church? Because they see his life at home. And they're like, if this is your life, I, have, I don't want to have anything to do with it. So it's big. It's a huge, huge responsibility that God has given us as spirits. As, as a spiritual father by the grace of God, I, I stand and I look at God's favorite house. I'm like, so I'm God's representative to these people. Believe me, it's huge. And it makes me sober. It makes me very, very sober. If you come to the church and you see me, I'm looking very sober. That's what I'm thinking about. It makes me very sober. It makes me cry to God. Help me. You know where they all are now? This is Tuesday. Some of them are in Calabar. Some of them are in Kutuich. I don't even know where they are. I don't know what they are up to. But protect them. I mean, it's big. And that is, that is what God has called you. For you to understand and be a honorable parent, you need to get that. You are representing God in these lives. And the greatest purpose of all parenting is to show who God is and to show what God is. That's the greatest purpose of all parenting. When your, par- when your children can say, I understand God better by even looking at you, Daddy. So, this is what it means to have a heavenly father. That is great parenting. It's great parenting. So, the question is, is how can you become. A representative of a God you don't even know. That's why you have to know God. How can you even become a representative of God you don't know? Experiencing God will give you the ultimate template of parenting. So to help us enter the zone of great parenting... We need to understand that great parents and great leaders, you know, this is from leadership actually, but we can apply it to, to, to parenting. Great parents and great leaders exercise their authority within the boundaries of love, of wisdom, and of sufficiency. Those are the three boundaries with which great parents and great leaders exercise Their authority. We do the boundaries of love, of wisdom, and of efficiency. So you can put that in like a triangle, three-sided triangle, and you have wisdom on one side, sufficiency on the other side, love on the other side. Anything outside on that side is going to lead to abuse. Anything outside on this side is going to lead to abuse. Anything outside on that side is going to lead to abuse. Effective parenting is within the confines of Sufficiency, wisdom, and, and love. Abuse begins when authority is used outside of these lines. Let's take wisdom, for instance. Train up a child in the way that it should go. It takes wisdom to train up a child. The Bible doesn't say train up children. The root word there is singular. A child. In other words, you may have 20 children, but you have to train each child. You need to know what each one capable of doing. You need to know each needs, each one. That is is what it means. It takes a lot of wisdom. There are times that God will deal with with the Jews as a wild donkey. The Bible will describe that. I think in Ezekiel they describe these Jews as a wild donkey. And it says, I will deal with you like a wild donkey. There are times in Isaiah 42 he referred to them as a bruised reed and a smoking flask. And we deal with them as a bruised reed. He says, a bruised reed I will not break. A smoking flask I will not put out. So, it takes wisdom to know when your child is being a wild donkey and a bruised reed. When a child is a bruised reed, if you treat him or her as a wild donkey, you're going to crush the child. When a child is a a wild donkey, (laughs) you better tame the child and not treat the child as a bruised reed. So, it takes wisdom. It takes love because authority without love is always abusive and destructive. Authority without love. When you are disciplining your children, if it's not out of love to see them improve and and, and grow, it's going to lead to abuse. Same thing. Husband and wife. Authority. If you wield authority over your wife, outside of love, it's going to be abusive. It's going to lead to abuse. God says to us, husband, husband, love your wife. Husband do what? The Bible did not say, husband, subdue your wife. Did the Bible say that? How does times say that? subdue your wife? So many times, we want to subdue our, you have to stop, stop, burn. Stop burn. <laughs> you know, God is not saying, husband, subdue your wife. No, no, no. God says, husbands, love your wives, wives, submit to your husband. You say, hey, let her hear the submit. But the summit is not your own. The summit is our own. The love is your own. Do I get an amen? <laughs> and love rules. Love never forces. Love finds ways. Love never gives up. It never forces. You want something done in a certain way, it's not being done in a certain way, love looks for another way of making sure it gets that done and until it's done. Praise the name of the Lord. (laughs) Sufficiency on the other side. So wisdom, love, sufficiency on the other side. A father, mother, leader must be secure in themselves. You must be sufficient in yourself. You must be able to be by yourself and be secure. You must not be in need of your child. And that's where a lot of people struggle. When a father or a mother uses a child to meet his or her unmet needs, authority easily becomes abused. When a father or a mother uses a child to meet a his, 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 his dream, I've always wanted to be a doctor. And the child is just two. Now you've bought him a lap coat. It's a little abused. Eventually, apart from the dream, it could be affection. It could be affection. The affection you are lacking from your spouse, you cannot get it from your child. You will see parents, moms, and children, they are sleeping, they are cuddling, like it is wrong. Everybody is quiet. You, if you, if you continue, you're abusing the child. You don't get the affection you should get from your spouse, from your child. Mothers and daughters, sometimes mothers and sons, sometimes fathers and sons. You don't, if you have loss, you deal with it. You don't, you don't fulfil your loss on your children. That's why abuses happen in families. Sometimes, as a parent, as a leader, you have to make unpopular decisions. And if you have become emotionally dependent on a child, you won't be able to make tough decisions when it comes to that child. When you've become emotionally dependent, and children, they know it. When you become emotionally dependent on anybody you are leading, you will not be able to, to say no when you should say no. And that's poor leadership. Right there, poor leadership, poor parenting. A wise father once said to his son, he said, if I ever have to choose between being your father and your friend, he says, I will what? I will always choose the role of your father. Because you have many friends, but you have only one father. It's good that we are friends. And I I enjoy the fact that I'm I'm friends with my son. And I want us to continue to be friends. But if I ever have to choose between being a father to you or being your friend, I'm going to choose being a father. Why? Because I will deprive you of a father. If I sacrifice that, I will deprive you. Same thing goes for mothers. Of a mother, if I sacrifice that for friendship. Personally, I've seen a child say to the mom, I'm not your friend again. And the mom actually was jittery. She was saying to the, to the child, oh, ah, your mom is friend. And she, she began to change her position. Because she wants to be the child's friend. I children know it, so they, 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 they manipulate you with it. I don't want to be your friend again. <laughs> Big deal. I'm your father. If you don't want to be my friend again, that's fine. In fact, guess what? What did you say again? You don't to be my friend again. <laughs> <laughs> Take that in your bone. <laughs> you know, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> so using your children. To fulfill your met needs will bring damage to both of you. You won't be able to exist without, without them. I mean, personally, like I said, as a spiritual father, I've sacrificed some friendships to be an effective spiritual father. It's okay. It's great that we're friends. But I've not been called primarily to be your friend. I've been called to be your father. I've lost some friendships, and that is okay. The healthy parent is the one who finds his our sufficiency in God. Therefore, is free to serve those God has placed in his care. Because you find your sufficiency in God. As a leader, you can make decisions. For the progress of your business. It's not that you've become attached to a particular person. You've become attached to a guy. Or you've become attached to a particular lady in your office. You can't even think clearly again. Something is wrong with that. You must be able to make calls. Even the tough calls. Regardless of who needs to be realigned. Do I get an Amen. You know, and our Heavenly Father is a perfect example of love, wisdom, and sufficiency. He says, I am who I am. I am that I am. I'm sufficient in myself. And we should follow his example. So some of us, yes, the truth is, our parents are not worthy, quote and unquote. But God is asking us to honor them. God is not asking us to pretend that they are worthy. No. God is saying, Honor them. Honor them. Saul was a bad leader. He was a horrible father. He threw a javelin at his son. That's abuse. What kind of father does that? But he was chasing David up and down. David had the chance to kill Saul. He didn't. He cut the edge of his skirt as proof. That I came this close to you, but I spared you. And and Joab said to David, "One blow, Lord, just give me. Don't worry, one blow, we will not even feel the pain from sleep to eternity." David says, "Will you stretch your hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless?" Now, at this point, Saul was backsliding, but David. Said, no, don't do it. In fact, he felt so bad. He said, I, I cannot stretch forth my hand just to cut the hem of his garment. Meanwhile, many people will say, ah, that is so. Fall down. Ah. <laughs> nah, that is not the spirit of Christ. No, 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 it isn't. Look at it this way an unworthy parent is unable to give what they don't have. They can't give what they don't have. So many of them, they don't have the love and and sufficiency and wisdom. They don't have it. They're hurting themselves. So you, you, you should be compassionate. Why? Because hurting people hurts people. Hurting people does do what? Hurting people hurts people. So when they are being hurtful, just know that hurting people hurt people. So they are hurting. So rather than be angry, pity them. Don't be angry. Look to God for your healing. Look to God for your direction. So you may have suffered from an abusive authority. God is saying to you, I am better. I'm better than than them. I am better. Look to God. Look to God. You may have been an abusive leader yourself. An abusive parent. An abusive husband. What should I do, pastor? Ask God for forgiveness. And ask the people for forgiveness. Ask your wife for forgiveness. Ask your husband for forgiveness. Ask your children for forgiveness. You should. And you may say, you be here saying, Pastor, I want to be a good father. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good mother. What should I do? You see, the truth is, how can you represent a God you don't know? You need to start by knowing God. Commit your life to God. Commit your life to God. What about me, Pastor? I've suffered from an abusive authority. What should I do? Open your life to God for healing. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. Regardless of your, the category you are in, we are all in one of these categories. Talk to God and ask him for help. Ask him to help you. You are here, you say, Lord, pastor, pray with me. I want to be a good father one day. I want to be a good mother. I want to be a good parent Even right now, I have children, but I want to be a good parent. How can you represent a God you don't have a relationship with? How can you represent a God you are not working with that you don't know? That is it, Pastor. I want to to commit to God. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. Should I come out? No, you don't need to come out. Wherever you are seated, I want to pray with you. On your seat. I want to know God. I want to come back to God. Maybe I've known God before. I've fasted. I want to come back to God. Put up your hand now over your head, wherever you are seated, and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I'll put up your hand, put up your hand well over your head. Over your head. That is me. God bless you, sir. Over there. Over. God bless you, sir. My, my hand over there. God bless you. That is me. Keep the hands up. God bless you. I want to know him. God bless you over here, my brother. God bless you, my sister. That is me. Over here. God bless you. That is me over here, right in front of you. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. If you are putting up your hand, put it up over your head. Once you have the card, you can put out your hand. I want to pray with you right now. I want to pray with you. That is me. Put up that hand. How can you represent a God you don't know? God bless you. If you are putting it up, put it up well. God bless you over there. How can you represent a God you don't know? That is me. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. One that is lifted up their hands today, Lord. It is before you, O God of heaven, not before any man. They want to surrender to you. They want to know you. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you reveal yourself to them, O God. Reveal yourself to these ones that they will know you their lives will be totally changed. Everyone here that has been hurt and bruised by an abusive authority, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you heal their wound, O oh God. Help them see you properly. Help them relate with you properly. And let our lives bring glory to your name. Honour our glory be given to you. Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let's put our hands together for the Lord, for his kindness and his mercies. Let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping. Amen.